Good morning, Colorado. You're listening to The Daily Sunup. The Daily Sunup podcast is a conversation with the Colorado Sun. See our trust indicators at coloradosun.com slash ethics. It's Tuesday, February 6th. Today, picking up from where we left off yesterday, Pat Milroy, former professional snowboarder turned artist, shares more of his story of survival from a journey across the treacherous Red Mountain Pass in this conversation with Jason Blevins. Before we begin, did you know the Colorado Sun has a mobile app so you can read the news from anywhere? Whether you're on the couch, taking the bus to work, or in the car on the way to the mountains, visit coloradosun.com app to download today. Now, let's go back in time with some Colorado history. Amid Cold War tensions, the U.S. and Soviet Union escalated their nuclear capabilities, prompting the U.S. to construct the Cheyenne Mountain Complex for its emergency command. Coming to life on this day in 1967, this engineering feat nestled in Colorado's granite hosts NORAD and various military organizations. After three years of excavation and another three for construction, the complex, equipped with reinforced buildings on springs, served as a vital defense hub, coordinating aerospace defenses for North America. Post-Cold War, its operations shifted mainly to Peterson Air Force Base. Despite reduced military use, Cheyenne Mountain remains a significant site, also celebrated for NORAD's whimsical Christmas tradition of tracking Santa Claus, initiated by a surprise phone call in 1955. Before we continue, the Colorado Sun has virtual and in-person events all year long. Join conversations on politics, healthcare, the environment, transportation, education, and much more. Sign up for the free events monthly email so you can be the first in line for registration. Visit coloradosun.com slash events today. Next, our feature story. I kind of immediately was like, all right, you're grateful, you're thankful. Here we are. Get into survival mode. And so I needed to figure out how to get all my gear because I knew the snow was like up up, close to my window. So it was deep, uh, probably four feet deep or something like that down there. And so as a snowboarder, we hike jumps, we build jumps. I built like hundreds of jumps on mountain passes, whatever. So I need to get my snowboard boots on, need to get my gear on. I need to get everything that kept me like my core warm. And luckily I had like good smart wool base layers on. I had, I was like ready dude, you know, but I couldn't get my board bag out. Cause I had a big four foot by six foot painting. I had all my art supplies. I had these, an easel and all this other stuff. So my board bag was like jammed where the bo- where the door had like uh, where my first impact with the tree came in and it like smashed into the painting in that area. So I had to figure, okay, clear out all the glass on the passenger seat and immediately went and went into survival mode. I turned my heat up and I kept my car on and basically it was getting ready, ready to just get up and like figure out how I need to get out of there and how to like trek up. I didn't know how far down the path I was at this point. Um, but I knew I could get up. It was just like, all right, I, I can do You can do this, dude. You're like, you one, you're in great shape Two, like you're, you're very conscious, like, and you're not hurt, not hurt. At least you don't think you're hurt yet, but, um, you snowboard, you're very aware of the mountains. And so I'm putting on my gear and then I hear this voice. Hey, Oh shit. Are you alive? Oh my God. And I'm like, wait a minute. Is this a dream? And I, Hey, Hey, you down there. Are you alive? Is anyone down there? 
And I, like, fi- I'm like finishing putting on my left boot, and I'm, I'm like, I peep my head out the window of the car. I'm like, hello, and they're like, dude, are you alive? I'm like, yes, I'm alive. And they're like, is anyone else hurt? I'm like, no, it's just me. And they're like, are you okay? Are you injured? I'm like, I don't think so, but here I am. And they're like, what do you need? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I, I'm like, I, I need like, I would really could use like a warm car if I can get up to the road just to like sit in and figure out how we could call like highway patrol. And they're like, well, get up here. And I'm like, I, I know, but it's deep. And there's like a lot of snow. And I'm like, how far down am I? And they're like, you're like at least 300 feet down the path. And, um, and so the guy's like, all right, well, I'm going to be here. I'm going to be sitting in my car. You let me know, like, whatever. I'll, I'll get out every few minutes, but it's freezing cold and the wind is crazy up here. So I'm going to like stay warm. And I'm like, all right, thank you so much for stopping. He's like, I saw your lights. I was like coming down the path yes. and I saw your lights, just like you said. I saw your lights in the valley and I was like, I had to stop, you know? And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's huge. So I get my gear on, I kind of get my breath, take a sip of my water and I'm like, here we go. And I'm trying to open up a couple of my doors, but they're like jammed. They're like, after being smashed in by trees and I, I can get like one door open, but I can't get the back of my car open. It's like, it's been smashed in. And so... And then all of a sudden, I'm like kind of gathering myself. And then I hear another voice, yo, dude, you need to get everything you have out of your car. And I'm like, okay. They're like, no, seriously, like, you're not going to maybe get your car back. These cars, like, the guy's like, your car might be stuck down there till spring. Like, if you have anything important. And I looked around my car. And that was the most overwhelming thought. I was like, dude, I have a painting that's at least like. 70 pounds. I have a snowboard bag. I have my gear, paints and aerosols, whatever. I have a box of t-shirts I designed. I had 75 t-shirts that we were giving as a gift to everyone at SOS and everyone that was there to support. And so my car is like loaded with stuff. And, and I thought to myself, okay, dude, just like take it easy. Start with your snowboard bag. And so I start with my snowboard bag I start kind of walking and I'm like following the tracks of my truck and I'm like a hundred, 150 feet. I'm like, dang, I have a, this is, I went a far away and I'm looking at what I hit and I'm like seeing trees broken. I'm seeing stumps destroyed. I'm seeing all this stuff like in my path that I just had experienced and what I, what I had just like gone through and the level of appreciation and in regards to just being like so much more grateful and thankful, just like it was just heightening as I take every step. And I'm like, all right, here you are, dude, you're on this purpose. You're going to go make this art. You're here. You're alive. You're going to go do what you've like, you're on the journey to do and what you're meant to be doing right now. And so it just kept me going. And obviously there's probably a ton of adrenaline and shock factor. And I just took every step. I just kept taking every moment a little bit, like at one step at a time, just being easy on myself. And then I got up to like that steep face and it was super cool. Cause the, the two guys came out and were like, dude, you're doing great. Like, like we'll help you with anything you need. And the one guy's like, how much stuff do you have? I'm like, dude, I probably have like seven, six, seven loads of stuff. And he's like, all right, can you lift it up to here? I'll throw you a toe strap and you can lock it on. You can tie it onto your bags and I'll pull it up the steepest part of the hill. I was like, absolutely. 
So I, I get in and it's still struggling. I mean, I'm like literally lifting a snowboard bag up a 30 degree pitch. And so it's like post holing it. And like, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a, an adventure. And so I get it like 30 feet away from them to the steepest part. He throws me a strap. I tie it on and he's like, all right, it's working. Go back more. Are you good? And I'm like, yeah, I'm going. So they're like kind of helping rally me to keep me going. And I'm figured I'm like, well, if I'm in it, like I just got to keep going. So I do four loads. I do my snowboard bag. I do the t-shirt box. I do the four most important things I had just in case. And then by that time, a uh, state trooper shows up um, or highway patrol or county patrol or someone shows up with a paramedic. And they're like, hey, you need to come up here. We need to check yeah. you out. We got to do like stuff. They were probably like, enough with the stuff. Yeah, yeah. They're like, dude, like, come on up here. We need to like check you out. And I'm like, I think I'm good. And they're like, no, no, no. Like we need to check your blood pressure, whatever. So I pop up and they give me some water. I sit in the back of the paramedic with the woman, super nice woman, checks my blood pressure, checks my pulse, checks everything. She's like, where do you hurt? I'm like, well, I got a cut on my pinky. And... She's like, is that it? I'm like, yeah, I've like looked around. I'm not, inter I don't feel like any bleeding. I don't feel like any internal like sensation. And she's like, just doing a quick like check. And she's like, well, your blood pressure is good. Your pulse is great. Like, I think you're good, dude. I mean, she's like, can you see me? And does like a vision test. And we, we like go through possibly concussion. And she's like, I don't think you have a concussion either. So I just chug like three waters and, and rehydrate as much as I can and she's like, I'm so grateful. She's like, I did, I've had, I've had the exact opposite of this. Of course. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, this year twice. Yeah. And she, she goes, dude, your energy and your, your enthusiasm to life is like insane after a car accident like this. And then, and I just thought to myself that like Mac Miller always has this one line that I love. He's like, when you strike the out, F out, like you just keep swinging. Right. And you're just going to get up and you're going to get up and you're going to get up to bat again. Right. And so I thought about that right there. I was, I was thinking to myself, like, I'm so lucky and grateful to be alive right now that I don't have anything to complain about. And I don't, not only have nothing to complain about, but like, I just yeah. did something that was like one of my biggest fears as a snowboarder. And also as someone that I think anyone driving over Red Mountain Pass of like literally surviving a possible rollover like ollie a vehicle off of a cliff smashing into several trees and in the middle of the basically at, in like the darkness and, and and just and having people see you too right and there were two people that stopped so there was a total of four cars the total when i was there i got checked out i was good they had me fill out some paperwork for the accident and then i just literally went back to like grabbing my stuff and they're like, how do you, where do you need to get to? And I'm like, I said, Silverton. And they're like, well, we're all going to Ure. And the two okay. cars that stopped, they're both going to Ure. The cop, the initial cop was going to Ure. The paramedics were going back to Ure. And then a plow stopped. And he was like, I cannot believe you just survived this thing. Pat, just about anyone who goes off that road dies. And that's just the way it is. There's not a lot of injuries. There's not a lot of recoveries. Cars can go like 10 minutes of that harrowing descent and just keep on sliding. If they're not in a free fall, that is the, one of the most dangerous spots. The idea that you turned your wheels to the fall line over the cliff when you knew, you know, you're 
every 99.9% of the world would turn against that fall line and try to fight it, but you saw it coming and you, you dove in. The reason why I did that is that when you hesitate in life, life serves you, right? Like the more you hesitate and you go into situations with like hesitation and you don't have that, like the element of confidence with life decisions, chances are those life decisions will not turn out into what, what into you're a, a positive, a, not only a positive, but they're not going to develop into the way that like their me- life's meant to like to lead you. Right. And I, I thought to myself about this situation a lot, like to the point you just made. Right. And yeah. I thought to myself, anytime I have not hesitated, I have found that life becomes it might be a risk it might be more of a risk but through that risk you take you realize like how much greater of not only alignment but much greater of a reward that you earn by taking that risk and sometimes in life it's so hard to take those risks to get to get out of relationships to when you're not happy to quit your job if you're not feeling passionate or you're not like stoked on your work environment or your passion shifts, right? If, you know, if I were to go off and jump on my snowboard, especially like those big tabletops I used to ride in a ton of, uh, you know, a ton of like the big Breckenridge train park or the Honda yeah. Sessions events I'd compete in or the big Grand Prix events. And you're talking like 60, 70, 80 foot tables, right? If you go off of those with hesitation, you are done. That moment of hesitation is a life or death thing sometimes. And I would just put this out there for anyone listening. Sometimes some of the making those life decisions is some of the hardest that are some of the hardest moments that you have, but they're the most important moments because they teach you that you can do anything and they teach you, they serve a greater purpose than just a decision. They, they like place you in a situation that develops and forces you to become like so much of a greater person than the thought than, than yourself that you thought you could be. And it really elevates like you to achieving new things and becoming a better version of yourself. And I was talking about this with my crew the other day and you know, I, I've, I've noticed that some hyper aggressive um, class five plus kayakers are some of the most accomplished solid stoic people that I've ever kind of come across. They, they have a different way of assessing risks. And it's something that just about everybody, when you exceed in the outdoors and you really pursue a, a vibrant and robust outdoor life, it used to be just a distraction. And we were just a bunch of whatever people who dilly dallied and spent our weekends playing. But now, you know, they listening to you and, you know, learning from all the things that we've done outdoors, you realize that what we do outside can really apply to so many aspects of our life, not just to make it richer, but to keep us alive, you know? And, you know, I think the biggest takeaway, Jay, is that when you allow fear to come in, you can let fear to come in to your, to your like conscious, but then you need to figure out an immediate plan to push it out because what what happens is like I could have gotten into a lot of I got into a moment of quick fear, but then instead of letting fear disable me and just like going with it, I knew I had to take like any time in life 
whether I'm on a ladder painting and I get a gust of wind or something and I'm like, woof, and my, my gut is like, hold on. And there's the fear of like getting pushed over or falling off of something or a ladder or being on my snowboard and having quick fear of, of, you know, kind of like not being able to control an edge at an icy surface or whatever. But the, the concept of fear in life is really important to mitigate. And the, when you can mitigate and you can reduce fear and if not eliminate fear, you won't feel disabled by your, you by it does it fear disables our decisions and our, and our like uh, ability to be the best version of ourselves, but also really have a clear assessment of a situation that presents itself to us. You know, it's very much a tool because if um, you have fear of, you know, say quitting your job, you're going to be stuck in this fear of like, what if, and you're just going to be caught in that, like, what if moment. And if you have fear of maybe trying to work yourself through a relationship per se, and you're, you're kind of challenged by like what I'm, it's going to feel like to be alone or what it's going to maybe feel like to be without a person. I think it's so important to go into yourself and say, I know I can do anything. I need to mitigate this fear and the universe, if, if I trust myself and I can just believe in the universe and if I have this feeling for a reason, I need to listen. And when I listen to my intuition, my intuition is going to guide me in the best new path, you know? And half of it's just recognizing that fear and saying, you're not taking charge right now. Absolutely. And having faith, right? Because at that moment, I thought, like, when I was down there, I thought, all right, like, this sucks. But, like, if yeah. I need to, I can grab my snowboard and walk along the path <laughs> and snowboard down or I can just snowboard on the road till yeah. wherever I need to like until someone comes or whatever you know I'm like I can figure something out here I can have I have water and a couple things of like protein you know and I'm like I can just just wander until like someone finds me or I can like ride my snowboard closer to something you know but what's crazy is that you know out of those those cars there were like two people that stopped and then they were going to be right the state patrol was going back to Ray the the paramedics were going back to Ray. No one wanted to drive over that pass. And so in my, in my like blissful imagination of hope, faith, and humanity, I thought to myself, okay, the state trooper stayed around with me as long as he could. And then he was like getting really irritated. Granted, he was younger. It was his first time he had ever reported an incident. He'd only been a state trooper since April. He'd never been in, in an accident on the pass. So this was some new, new age moments and experiences for him. And I was kind of walking him through it. He was a younger, he was probably half my age. And I was kind of helping walk him through like the situation as far as just being able to like handle the intensity of it and the winds and everything else. But he was cool. He was like, yo, just pack everything in the car and I'll bring you down to Ure. I'm like, I don't want to go to Ure, dude. So I kind of pr protested against him that I was like, yo, please, can I pay you to take me to Silverton? He's like, I can't accept money. And I'm like, all right, how about like you take me to Silverton and then you you give me your Venmo as like an act of kindness I can give you like the next couple of days or something. He's like, I can't accept bribes. And I'm like, bro, like, please. Like I, I have a mission that I need to have. I need like this painting, my stuff, my painting, if they close this pass and I can't get up there, like I need to be here. I need to be present. I have like a hundred people that I'm working with tomorrow for the 30th anniversary of SOS outreach. And I need to be there and I need to be present and the people are expecting me to show up tonight. So they're probably wondering, where am I? You know, I kept kind of like aggravating him. Cause I didn't, I was like delaying. I kept going back down to my car, even though my legs were trash. 
I could barely like walk, but I I kept walking up and down just to like delay it because I'm pr- I'm just hoping that car lights um, are coming by. And I asked them, I'm like, all right, when I go down to my car, can you just please, if anyone stops, you stop, or if anyone drives by, you stop them. So he's like, okay, I can try my best, yes. And um, I kept waiting, kept waiting, kept waiting. So I did nine trips, and okay. on the ninth trip, I'm like trudging up with a garbage bag filled with like anything in the car, just in case that, cause the plow driver was pretty certain that like the snow is going to keep happening and my car was probably going to get buried. Yeah. It's going to stay there. And, um, the garbage bags like ripping and I'm trying to keep it together. And I just have like, I have all these little things like stuff for my dog and all this other stuff. And yeah, granted it could be replaceable, but I have some dope stuff in there, including my snow skates, uh, and other things. And I'm walking up and I, I'm like getting right to the hillside and I I'm like, no way. And it's almost like light coming out of the coming from the like the distance or the tunnel, right? And I'm like, there's a light. No way. There's lights. And they're coming from Ure. And I just I'm go, oh, 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 dude, get up there, get up there. And I just trudge as hard as I can, throw the bag under the road, and I just lunge myself in the middle of the street. And this car is driving pretty slow. A brand new Rivian, a woman's driving, brand new Rivian SUV. I just kind of put my arms out in front of her and she stops and I'm like, fuck, she probably thinks I'm crazy right now, but whatever. There's a cop right there, the high patrols there. All right. And I tell her what happened. And it's like, is there any way you're going to Silverton? She's like, yeah, that's where I live. And I'm like, can I please pack your car up with my stuff? Pack and <laughs> and you, you allow me to drive with you to Silverton. She kind of looks at me. She's like, I'm not the most outgoing person, but... This is my first day with this Rivian. I have never driven over the pass. I'm consider myself a pretty good driver. And you know what? A companion would actually be great. And what are you doing in Silverton? I'm like, I'm painting a piece of art and snowboarding with the SOS outreach group. And she's like, that's a great organization. Of course, I'm going to bring you to Silverton. And Right there, that was like a reinforcement of your one, your passion, but also of like someone with an open heart and and like that was a great humanitarian and like someone that was willing to help. And it was the only car coming the whole time. It was the only car coming from Ure up to uh, uh, over to Silverton over Red Mountain Pass. And it was three hours later since the accident. So if you wouldn't consider that to be an angelic aligned situation, I don't know what would be, but what is even crazier about that moment is that about a month ago, Rivian just opened up a new flagship store in an art district down here in Denver called the Rhino Art District in the Five Points neighborhood. And they moved into a a, 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 a brick and mortar directly across from a warehouse that I, I used to paint in. And I worked all my art out of during the entire COVID like pandemic. So they basically came like a new neighbor. And I got an email from them, like asking me if I'd be cool and possibly wanting to work together on like licensing some art. And, you know, they wanted to be really respectful of like local art community and stuff. And I thought to myself, well, if this isn't like uh, an omen, like, and the person driving that, that car says a lot about character as well as like, you know, just being a good human. Either way, we packed that car up, the painting fit all the way in there. She took every ounce of my belongings, including myself, and we literally inched over that pass going maybe five mile an hour at max. We had to stop three times 
with situations that were similar to mine where the wind gusts were so strong we couldn't see and she like panicked like three times being like yeah is it okay if i stop i'm like please stop please please stop stop." again yeah so pat that is amazing what a story every time i talk to you every time you fill my cup and i think you're gonna do it for other folks too. get to watch this you're a master at applying the beauty of our life and giving us, you know, clear examples of why we need to be largely celebrating and filled with gratitude just about every step of our way. Right. Thank you, man. I mean, I think it's so important to be very hyper aware that like life wants you to be here. You know, life doesn't happen to us. It happens for us. Right. And when you can alter your perspe- perspective and shape your everyday at how lucky we are to live in a beautiful state, how lucky we are to have what we have, how lucky we are to do stuff we love to do, but also to be able to like celebrate our existence rather than just accept it. That's, you know, it's, it's kind of meant to be like a holiday every day a little bit, right? Like how can you kind of celebrate these little moments and these omens along your journey to teach you that we're here to help each other, but we're also here to like enjoy our existence, right? And happiness is a choice, but happiness comes with just being able to kind of put things into perspective and and spread that like element of joy to other people because that's why we're here. You know, we're not meant here to be like in arguments and fights. We're not meant, we're not here to be like reigned by money. You know, there's nothing that we can take with us at the end that matters besides like the experiences we have and those moments of life that like, you know, you've really got to share with others and also hopefully like spread those lessons and love and, and just really good, like positive energy that, made you feel like a like a more complete and also like a happier human. You can read more at coloradosun.com. Finally, here are a few stories that you should know about today. The organizers of a new Denver trade show highlighting the latest trends in outdoor retail are promising a consumer-friendly festival atmosphere that could make the event a hit with the public. The Outside Festival will be held June 1st to 2nd in Civic Center Park, featuring cutting-edge gear and apparel and bands including the Fleet Foxes, Thundercat, and Andrew Bird. Tickets for the festival are $29 for one day and $59 for two-day passes. The Colorado Outdoor Recreation Industry Office created the festival alongside Visit Denver and the Boulder-based Outside Interactive, which publishes climbing, ski, and outside magazines, among others. The state of Colorado hit the Suncor refinery in Commerce City with a $10.5 million penalty for three years of air pollution violations, calling it the largest ever action against a single facility. The agreement, announced Monday, surpasses a $9 million deal in 2020 for similar violations. Colorado Director of Public Health Jill Hunsaker-Ryan called it an historic enforcement package, demonstrating the state's unwavering commitment to environmental protection. The deal also settled a lawsuit with Suncor, agreeing to double monitoring of air pollution at the property boundary of the troubled fuel plant. A judge Friday granted U.S. Representative Lauren Boebert's request for a temporary restraining order against her ex-husband Jason Boebert. 
The order also prevents him from having contact with three of the former couple's four sons. In requesting the order, the Republican congresswoman accused her ex-husband of name-calling, harassing phone calls, and abusing children between 2022 and Friday. Lauren Boebert is running to represent Colorado's 4th Congressional District after abandoning her re-election bid in the 3rd Congressional District, where she had faced an uphill battle against a Democratic challenger. For more information on all of these stories, visit our website, coloradosun.com. And don't forget to tune in again next time. Now, a quick message from our team. This is Christina Pritchett, Marketing and Events Specialist at the Colorado Sun. In my role, I get to witness the Sun's impact on our state firsthand. I always leave our events feeling inspired by those who attend and share the impact that the Sun has in their daily lives. If you're a follower of the Sun, please reach out and tell us what you think of our reporting and let us know how it makes a difference in your life. The Sun is member-supported, so if you're not yet a member, please consider joining us today at coloradosun.com slash join.